0: right hello there and a very warm welcome to episode 39 of the frantic football podcast on world football index i'm neil shalat and i'm delighted to say that i've been joined once again by ben griffiths hello ben
1: hey neil how's it going
0: all good all good you
1: i'm doing well excited to get through a lot of stuff we got to cover today there's a ton of action on the weekend
0: oh yes it's uh, well over a page almost a page and a half on our doc so we're going to have to get through all this pretty quickly, but uh, as you say, loads of stuff, including uh, a few more titles won once again, uh, and lots of playoff action, a close style races, relegation battles, the usual, and f- at, at the very end, we've got uh, a very interesting and unique story, which which we'll say for the last, and I, I don't think you'll ever have heard it before, but I'd be interested if you are uh, even... Uh, any other listener has heard something like that but anyway lots of stuff to get through before that so let's get started after this Alright, as ever, let's start with the titles, I suppose the big headline of course was Barcelona winning La Liga, but you know all about that, and I'm sure you also know about the, the pitch invasion that happened after it from the Espanyol fans, which forced them to run into the dressing rooms, which was not good to see at all, uh, but well, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a whole separate story, so let's not get into that, let's move on to uh, Feyenoord winning the Eredivisie finally. And I think they, they, they're they on a run of 12 straight wins now to clinch the title. So, it was a pretty close title race. We spoke about it a fair bit between them, uh, PSV and Ajax, maybe even RZ. But with, with this run of 12 straight wins, they've absolutely checked out. They've only lost once in the league. That was way back in September. So, it's it's a thoroughly deserved title. You know, they've been like brilliant. Uh, of course, got to the uh, Europa Conference League final last year. Uh, and now, this is their first title uh, since 2017. So, uh, g- great stuff from them and of course congratulations to them the other big, big uh, league title one in Europe was in Greece where Ike won the Greek Super League, we covered all the Covid drama last, last Monday with uh, Panathinaikos. so here it was very simple for Ike they simply had to Uh, get a point against Wallos, who basically had never done anything in the championship group. You know, they were almost the sixth team. They were just happy to be there, really. that the fact that they qualified. And yeah, it was a simple 4-0 win for them. And that sort of set off the celebrations there. And either way, Panathinaikos, in fact, only ended up drawing their game. So it wouldn't even have mattered. But yeah, well done to Ike as well. Another title one was in Tanzania, where young Africans have won the Tanzanian Premier League. They're, of course, also competing... Uh, in the GAF Confederation Cup, where they'll t- t- turn their attention to pretty quickly, they've got the second leg of the semi-final coming up this uh, well this week actually, um, and and yeah, that's that's I think that's is maybe that twenty Tanzanian Premier League title. So uh, yeah, they they've got a few in the cabinet to say the least. So well done to them as well. And last league title winner we had was. Aladi Club de Escaldes from Andorra, who became first-time champions, ended uh, uh, local rivals Inter. Uh, three-year uh, streak of winning the title. Uh, I have to give a shout-out to the sweeper for uh, bringing my attention to this, but that's a nice story uh, from a pretty small part of Europe uh, coming out this weekend. And we also had a couple of cups. Uh, we had the Women's FA Cup in England, which set a record attendance for a domestic Uh, a club, a women's football match uh, in in a domestic competition of over 77,000 at a sold out crowd in Wembley. And that was won, of course, by Chelsea, who made it three, uh, well, four in a a row, I think five in total uh, in terms of FA Cups for them. United still looking for their first uh, major trophy in their first uh, major final. So well done to them as well. And uh, in France, it was uh, Lyon who won the women's uh, Coupe de France against PSG. I think that's around the tenth title. Uh, then uh, we had a couple of cups in the Middle East as well. In Saudi Arabia, we had a a, a really great match between Al Hilal, of course the well the defending champions who are said to lose their title pretty quickly, and uh, Al Al who are really. Just just about safety. They, they were in the like, yeah, they're battle.
1: barely relegation almost. Like, yeah, exactly. It was they, crazy for them to get to the to, to the final anyway.
0: Yeah, exactly. They beat uh, Al nassar I think, in the semi final, uh, and, and yeah, as you said, they're the thirteenth and of sixteen in the league, so very much down at the bottom. And what a match it was! Uh, Al weda took the lead in uh, I think it was around the thirty fifth minute to through Abdul Karib Yoda. Uh, and uh, and then like right at the end uh, I-, I I tweeted uh, an image of Yoda from Star Wars and said this guy is the reason why al are winning the cup so I have to take full blame for what happened next because in the 99th minute in the ninth minute of stop- stoppage time Al-Hilal equalized in in what was I think an 11 or 12 minute period in itself so it's not like they went overtime they equalized in just what was a really long stoppage time period and then there was nothing in extra time. And then on penalties, Al Hilal won. What was, I think, in total, about uh, an 18 odd kick shootout, uh, uh, with their goalkeeper taking the final winning penalty kick. So, yeah, that that's on me. I'm, I'm sorry for that one, guys. But uh, yeah, still... it's all your fault, honestly. <laughs> uh, but but, but anyway, still, I mean, as you said, great for Al Veda to even get to the final. Uh, and it looks like Al Hilal, in what's otherwise, I suppose, a bit of a disappointing season because. They're not going to be winning uh, the league. Uh, they didn't win the Champions League. Of course, they did get the final. But they, they do have at least a cup. So they, they do have a trophy to show for their efforts uh, this year. Uh, and just next door in Qatar, we had the Emir Cup final as well. I and mean, this was not a half bad match either. This was, uh, It was Al Arabi winning their first major trophy in 26 years by beating El Saad uh, in the final. El Saad, of course, managed by one Malilo, who's got decent amount of attention, but he, he'll go trophy-less in his first season there. But the big story really is Al Arabi winning this trophy, their first in 26 years, as I said, because they're a really, well, a really big club uh, in here, a really historic one as well. they founded uh, way back in uh, 1952. And in terms of uh, fan base, certainly... One of the most well-supported clubs uh, in Qatar and in Doha, and I think someone said that you know half of Doha will be celebrating after this because that that's how many fans they have, and they've they've had tough times recently. I mean, I think you know it's pretty obvious the fact that they haven't won a trophy uh, in the last twenty-five years, but uh, now now they have, so it's it's a great great uh, a great weekend for them, and of course they'll they'll look. To at least match this uh, next season. And indeed they did pretty well in the league too. Finished second ultimately. Behind uh, Aldo Hel. But they took it to the final match day. So uh, a a pretty good season for them. And they'll hope to continue this good form. So that's I think that is that. For the finals and the trophies won. We do have a bit more knockout action. So let's get into that. We had the CAF Champions League semi-finals. Um... We The two of them, first we had Espanos at home, but in front of an empty stadium against El Ahli. We discussed that on uh, Friday, of course. And it was uh, El Ahli coming away with a big 3-0 win, uh, which should comfortably see them through to the final. You'd imagine they, they'll see the lead out in the second leg at home. Um. So the, the brace from Persita in particular, former Brighton man, should uh, be enough for El Ahli to get to, I think their 13th CAF Champions League final it will be. And the other semi-final was defending champions Vidat Casablanca against Mamelodi Sundowns. That ended nil-nil in Morocco after Sundowns uh, scored early on, had it ruled out. Uh, then they had a player sent off, I think, was it towards the end of the first half or early in the second half? Certainly had, had a player sent off. It was right
1: off. at the end of the, the half.
0: Yeah, so they had a player first sent half. off. First <laughs> half. Uh, after yeah, looking all right, didn't it look that they didn't look their usual best i think uh i think of course the big factor to, to keep in mind when, when assessing their performance is the fact that uh with that very recently changed managers i think this was uh i think just a second match in charge for uh, sven vandenbroek the new manager he had one in midweek in the league and in fact it was his home debut so they didn't really know what sort of side they'd be facing i'd imagine and i thought vidad defended pretty well um and, and posed a decent threat on the counter. But after uh, the, the red card, they didn't really look that impressive. And well, Sundowns eventually went even down to nine men because they had another player sent off in stoppage time. But it was just a couple of minutes they had to hold on for, which they did. So I suppose they should be pretty happy with this uh, goalless draw, even though they initially would might have liked to have won. In the circumstances, I think they'll take the goalless draw back to South Africa, where they they'll certainly fancy themselves. To go and yeah, get they the have win. to be
1: favorites at this point, like nil nil. They have to be favorites going. They can take now, they know what to expect. They can take their own game, exactly to their own stadium in front of their fans, and even a one nil win will set them through. So,
0: yep, I think they look good to win the Champions League, and certainly, uh, you know, as we've said before, they are the best side in Africa. I think there's no doubt about that. So, um Yeah, they're in a pretty good position in the circumstances. Uh, But uh, let's move on next to some uh, domestic playoffs. Uh, In Scotland, uh, we had uh, Queen's Park's sort of... uh, Their their back-to-back promotion dream was absolutely shattered by Bartik Thistle, who beat them 4-0. And therefore, advanced to uh, the... Well, technically, the championship playoff final. But then they'll also... Whoever wins that between Air United and them... The two-legged tie will have to face aside from the Premiership in the promotion relegation playoff. But either way, Queens Park will be sending will be spending sorry another year in the Championship, having looked set to win direct promotion for most of the season, but their form really tailed off at the end, as we discussed. So they they'll be down in the second tier once again. Uh, over in England, we had a couple of big playoffs. Uh, well, we had through throughout the EFL the big playoffs. Uh, just just couple of big results I wanted to mention was. I think the big headline, of course, was Knott's County returning uh, to the EFL after uh, an incredible playoff final against Chesterfield at Wembley, which they eventually won on penalties, having gone down early in regular time as well as early in extra time. And it was quite a shootout too. Uh, they, 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 they could have won it when one of their takers attempted a panenka and hit the crossbar. So then they had to sort of take a do-or-die kick, which they... Thankfully, I mean, thankfully for them, they scored. In fact, uh, it was the same person who missed or rather had his kick saved at the race course against Wrexham in what might have sealed uh, direct promotion for them in that match. So uh, it, it was, it was quite, quite a dramatic day with some incredible storylines, but I think everyone absolutely agrees that this is thoroughly deserved because, I mean, you know, there are 107 points and Chesterfield were third behind them, but what, like 23 points behind them? So, I mean, you know. yeah,
1: there were two top two teams. this is this exact scenario is why I think, like in Italy, you get scenarios where if the team in like third is X points above the team in fourth, why have a playoff? Exactly. Let's just send them up. So yeah, all is right with the world that the <laughs> two best teams have now gone up,
0: yep, absolutely. So that that was from uh, the fifth tier, and in league one, we we had first like semifinals elsewhere in EFL. I think just the one big result was Peterborough put four past Sheffield Wednesday and um, it's it's not to the same level of Nott's County but I think for Wednesday as well it's it's a slightly similar story because they ended the season on what 96 points uh but they they won't be going up and instead Peterborough who uh was on seventy seven points so 19 behind them will most likely go to the final. I mean, you, you do have a second leg, but I can't see them overturning a 4 nil lead. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting one. But, well, I guess that's playoff football for you. Uh, and, yeah, the, and the championship, just one result to mention is Sunderland beating Luton Town 2-1, to uh, which is a, a pretty big result for Sunderland, who were out of the playoffs for most of the season. In fact, they snuck in on the last match day, really, uh, beating Breston 3-0. Uh, and now they look set to potentially uh, get in a final at Wembley. So uh, that, that should be interesting to see. Uh, the other one was, of course, Middlesbrough against Coventry. That ended nil-nil. So all to play for over there. Let's go on to Liga MX playoffs, uh, where we had the second legs of the quarterfinals. We spoke about them on Sunday. I was fairly confident in saying that America and Tigres would uh, progress given the first leg leads they'd amass. And, well, I was right, but... Both of them they, 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 they really got some big scares. Um, America were against San Luis. they were three one up from the first leg, and then they conceded twice in like half an hour. Uh, and so it was level on aggregate and then it was an 80th minute winner that saw them advance. So they just about got through. Uh, and and then the others, Tigres were against Toluca. They, they were four one from the first leg, so even bigger uh, lead. And they conceded twice uh, by half, well, uh, uh, twice uh, by half time, and then the third one was just a few minutes into the second half. So that was level two, but then a seventy-first minute winner, so a bit earlier for Tigres uh, from Francisco Cordova, is what saw them through. So uh, they, both of them, as I said, having a bit of a scare, but uh, getting through to the semifinals uh, in the end. The other two were well much more open. We had Monterrey. Uh, who beat uh, who was it? Uh, Monterey beat Santos two 0 and then in the other one we had Atlas against Chivas, which was one nil from the first leg. Chivas won the second leg, and they advanced by virtue of finishing higher in the table, uh, in the regu- in at the end of the regular season, I believe. So, uh, that's that's I think the top three, uh, from the regular season are through to the final, and Tigres finished seventh through the semifinal. Sorry. And Tigres finished seventh. Uh, they did, of course, reach the Concacaf Champions League semifinals as well. So I think there's a decent argument to be made that uh, four of the for four of the better sides in Liga MX will be in the semifinals. So that is that from Mexico, and that's that for all your playoffs and stuff. Let's now talk about some title races. Uh, in 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 Czechia, we had a big Prague derby this weekend course, we had recently had a cup final too. Uh, that uh, went in the favor of uh, Slavia Prague. And this uh, f- uh, this we- this weekend's league match was won by Sparta. It was a, th- a thrilling game. Uh, Sparta took, I think, a two-point lead into the match. So, they they, well, they knew a draw would be enough for them. And certainly, based on how they played, they were absolutely playing for the draw. But they scored first. For, uh, I think it was a direct free kick from Lukas Harashlin that put them in front. Uh, uh, Slavia quickly equalized, but then Sparta retook the lead after the hour mark. uh, And Slavia's eighty-fifth-minute equalizer seemed to be uh, holding them to a draw, and therefore you know leaving them in a fairly strong position, but still keeping the tail race open. But then, in the seventh minute of stoppage time, Ladislav Krajci turned in a penalty for Sparta to send them five points clear at the top, uh, and with what I think three games remaining. You, you, you have to say that's probably the title one there. So that's the result uh, from Czechia. In Romania, we have a very close style race. We've spoken about Farol Constanza before. They are still leading the way. And uh, Ceferec Cluj, uh, the back-to-back champions who were chasing them, have rather fallen off. But in second place, just one point behind them now, are FECCSEB. So Farol this weekend... Uh, went and drew with uh, Universitatea Craiova, and Feche Sebe crucially beat Cluj 1-0 to close the gap between those two teams down to just one point uh, between Farul and Feche Sebe that is and those two will be facing each other uh, next weekend so that should be a thrilling game. Feche Sebe of course last won the title in I think 2015 and Farul searching for their first ever title under Farul's name, Vitorul, their pre- sort of technically predecessors do have one. Uh, but that, of course, that, that, that was a different time when both Farul and Vitorul coexisted. So uh, fa- certainly this means this would mean a lot for Farul. And I think next weekend's game should be a thriller. All right, let's move on now to uh, the the big European leagues, the top five and, and some others. Um, we have a fair few things to discuss from there. Uh, or sort of briefly mentioned probably given all the stuff we have after it, um, but we have from the Premier League Southampton who are officially relegated. Uh, so goodbye to them. I think it was it was a good run. They had some some great teams.
1: I think particularly sent a lot of good players to a lot of good teams. <laughs> yeah,
0: and and what I think was was it fifteen sixteen when they had Pele and Mane and Lalana and and all those. So that that was a particularly good team which I remember, but. Yep, they, they, they'll be in the second tier now. Uh, and alongside them, Leeds United are in a bit of trouble. They only managed to draw against Newcastle, which is a decent result probably on this, under the circumstances. Uh, but they might have wanted to win having led uh, early on and had a penalty to make it 2-0, which was saved. And then at the other end, they conceded a penalty to make it 1-1. So they'll probably be perhaps a bit disappointed with this. But they do have West Ham coming up next and then uh it it the last match is against tottenham so we could have something there
1: tottenham do very poorly with uh already relegated or potentially relegated teams on the last match day Um, i i would not doubt if they win that game to stay up so <laughs> you could have just the heads yeah
0: <laughs> uh, right but speaking of tottenham they lost this week uh, to aston villa who are now level on points with them uh, seventh and eighth place those two and just a two goal uh goal defense swing as well. So Will are really close again on a potential European spot. They they will need Tottenham to slip up. But I think as Ben said, uh you know leads on the final match. Today. They will, yeah. <laughs> They're, really, They're a better I
1: form, I think, too. They have a better <laughs> manager. So
0: <laughs> and, and Brentford uh next up as well, who are doing decent too. So yeah, it it is quite possible for Aston Villa. Um and, and yeah, I think at the top of course everyone knows the big result which was Arsenal losing 3-0 to Brighton and City having beaten Everton 3-0 as well uh, will have the chance to uh, mathematically seal the title next weekend. So that's that from England. Let's go over to Germany where we have a close tie race as well in, in, in both the men's and women's leagues. Uh, in the Frauen Bundesliga, Bayern beat Hoffenheim 1-0 to take a step close to the title and defending champions Wolfsburg uh, more importantly, lost to in third place Eintracht Frankfurt, so that means Bayern now I think have a four or five point lead at the top, um, and with I think just a uh, couple of match days left, you'd expect that they they uh, see out the title, give especially yeah, just two matches against uh, Bayern Leverkusen who are fifth, and on the final day against uh Turbine Potsdam, and they only need uh, one win. So you would certainly expect them to get it done mm, p- quite possibly next week. Uh, and at the bottom we have a, a, we had a big result in the Front Bundesliga, where Köln lost to Mepin, having taken the lead very early on in the fourth minute, but then considered an 87th minute penalty, and then the crucial goal right at the end of normal time. So, Köln, who started the match in 10th place, just above the relegation zone, have now dropped in because and jump above them. Uh, they go ninth on goal difference. Um, and again, with two matches left now, Köln are two points from safety. The next fixtures are against Freiburg, who uh, are 6th. They don't really have anything to play for in the league, but they do have a cup final in midweek. So, they'll hope that they go to extra time and get exhausted. And then they've got... Uh, Essen, uh, who are just below Freiburg, and again, don't really have anything to play for. Uh, they are not technically safe yet, but for all intents and purposes, they are. Um, so they need at least, well, at least two points if du- Duisburg lose both of their games, and realistically, at least one win uh, from those two games. So it'll be interesting to see who-, who goes down there, but that's a really interesting battle between ninth place Mapin, 10th place Duisburg level on points, and Kern 2 behind them in the Frauen-Bundesliga. Uh, then, over in, uh, in in the men's Bundesliga, at the top, Bayern and Dortmund both had really comfortable wins. Uh, but again, uh, but at the Champions League, actually, there was a pretty big result with uh, Union beating Freiburg uh, relatively comfortably to to uh, go up uh, in fourth. And then, the following day, Herbe Leipzig survived a really big scare against uh, Werder Bremen. Uh, to go back up to third. Uh, it was a late turnaround from them after conceding in the 70th minute. Goals from uh, Willi Orban in the 87th minute and Dominic uh, Schobosla in stoppage time uh, is what got them uh, the, the much-needed win, which, uh, with what, two matches left and a four-point lead over Freiburg, almost certainly seals uh, the Champions League for them, especially given the fact that they've got Schalke on the final day. But they do have Bayern next, so... They, they could very easily drop points. And therefore, it was really important for them to build up this gap and um, win this game. Uh, and of course, at the top, as I said, Bayern Dortmund winning. At the bottom, though, we had a pretty interesting uh, result, which was uh, Hertha losing to Kern, And with that, probably, I mean, I, I, I almost say 99% now, uh, sealing their spot in next season's zweite bundesliga there are six points of 15th place bochum now uh, five of uh, 16th place schalke they do play bochum next they've got wolfsburg on the final day and they need to win both games and hope that both schalke and bochum do not win in order to have a chance of staying up uh, and i don't really see that happening i don't really see that, them winning both games really so i mean as we've discussed before uh, they, they they have you know, really deserved to go down for a, a fair bit now so yeah, it is happening. It's
1: it's, it's going to be very hard to come back. Whatever team goes back down, I think will be hard to come up. It, it, but Hertha, especially, like, I mean, because what one, one of Darmstadt, Heidenheim, and, and HSV are going to stay mm-hmm. in in Spite, mean, but then below them, Paderborn, Saint Pauli, Dusseldorf, Kaiser Hanover. You could include Kiel. they yeah, even They're all even good teams. Maybe if, Magdeburg if can... is probably going to grow a bit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If if they get that active. yeah, it's it's. it's... But at the same time, it's I do kind difficult. of feel it's that doable. it's it's not as bad, so to speak, as it was like a couple of oh, years ago. You last when you last had,
1: year, two years ago? Oh, it would have been yeah, it would have been you had, you know,
0: but... Schalke, Bremen, Hubbard. Yeah. So it's it's a bit better than that, I suppose. But yeah, and especially with There's those... some good going... teams.
1: Yeah, they're yeah. only going... down. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. Stay so, tuned for updates. Yes.
0: In well, the next two years, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Uh, then over in France, we had uh, uh loss going down to 10 men pretty early on and conceding against us, but then staging a crucial crucial comeback which keeps them in second place and helps them keep hold of that champions league spot still three games left so still some way to go but they remain two points ahead of marseille and that's crucial as i say for the direct champions league qualification uh at the bottom we had a big result uh breast beating auxerre That puts them 5 points clear of the relegation zone after Nantes drew with Toulouse. And again, 3 matches left. So, I'd I'd say Brest are probably safe. As a Strasbourg who won once again. So, the the battle really is between Auxerre and Nantes who are a point apart in 16th and 17th spot. Uh, As I say, 3 games left. So, it should be a pretty close one. And let me just quickly look at their fixtures. Auxerre have PSG which is not good. Uh, Toulouse. And lost, so I think their best bet really is getting something against Toulouse. Uh, and meanwhile, Nantes have Montpellier who are mid table, uh, don't really have anything to play for uh, Lille who are chasing Europe, and you wouldn't fancy them against Lille. But crucially, on the final day, Nantes have Angers who are already relegated and by far the worst side in the league. I think one of the worst sides in Liga. full stop, uh, about 14 points from 35. Game. So, they, they've had a terrible old season. And I think on the final day, when Nantes face Angers, they could easily get a win. And against Champions League, chasing Lens, Ozil should have a tough time. So, this is a close battle. Uh, this is something to keep an eye out on. Over in Spain, uh, the, a couple of other things we had uh, besides Barcelona winning La Liga was uh, Girona getting ever closer to a potential European spot with 1-1 draw against Real Sociedad which keeps them up in 7th place. I think it's not entirely clear yet if they will be allowed to uh, have that uh, spot uh, in, in in a UEFA competition, given their, their connection with uh, Manchester City. But for now, they are up in 7th. And given the fact that, you know, the likes of Salzburg and Leipzig coexist, uh, you'd imagine that there won't be any problems uh, with them. Uh, uh, elsewhere... Down at the bottom, Getafe lost to Real Madrid. So they stay in the relegation zone. Espanyol, having lost to Barcelona, are in real trouble. Uh, and Valencia, with another late winner, have pulled, I think, three points clear of the relegation zone, but all the way up to 14th place. And it looks like the, their, their tendency to get those crucial late winners will probably see them save. Once again, it was a, uh, a young academy graduate who did uh, who, who got that all-important goal Alberto Mari this time uh, and as I say you'd imagine that should be enough for Valencia to stay up so a, a pretty big story there and then over in Italy we had Spezia beating Milan 2 nil. they've got two wins in the last 18 games and any guesses Ben Huder against if you haven't seen that in the dark no have <laughs> it's it's, it's no, against the two it? big it's against the two big milan clubs they've two wins in their last 18 one win line and they've beaten inter and milan and, and if i'm not wrong both of them they've got at san siro i'll quickly check that this was well no well, i'm wrong this was not at that's not even that. <laughs> but but yeah it's 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 quite something so with that they're out of the relegation zone uh, because Verona lost to Torino and they have a superior head-to-head record against Verona. So they're level on points, but out of the relegation zone after that win. And I fear Cremonese are probably gone now because they lost to Juve. Uh, they're six points behind them with three games left. So although they have been sort of brewing up that great, great escape, they'll probably fall just a bit short at the end. Because at the top of the race for the Champions League, remains ever exciting. Uh, Milan losing... Uh, Roma dropping points at Bologna. And Inter winning means that we have a bit of a gap that's opened up now, though, from 4th to 5th. So let that from Serie A. Let's now quickly head over to Belgium, where, no guesses for what's happening, Gift-Orban is scoring hat-tricks again. Uh, he, he's, he, he's, I mean, he's been a sensational form. Oh. Uh, and with this, I think Ghent are... Uh, they're they're on. The, I, I've written they're on the doorstep of the Europa Conference League playoff. Uh, within uh, the, Belgium, which unfortunately for them will probably be against Club Brugge. Uh, so that's that's a that, that that might be a tough one. But they're certainly set to finish a uh, fifth. Uh, in, in in I mean first in the group and fifth overall. Uh, because that win over circular takes them seven points clear of second. Uh, standard behind them, and with three matches left that means they just need one more win Uh, so that that's uh i think the the second the european uh champions uh, the champions league conference league group is almost done and dusted but i tell you what's not done and dusted the championship playoff that has got super close uh well it always was and it's 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 had some big twists and turns this weekend uh, club Brugge were against uh, Antwerp first club, of course, mathematically out of the title race, but still with the chance to play party pupils, which they almost did. They got a two goal lead against Antwerp for themselves, and then they blew it. Uh, in the second half, it was 2 1 uh, by half time, but in the second half, some late, late drama. Uh, Kirk ah uh, equalizing for Antwerp in the 86th minute, uh, and then deep, deep into stoppage time, seven minutes in. After a set piece, Arthur Vermeeren scoring his first goal in senior football to take Antwerp uh, to keep them at the top. He's he's just 18 years old. He's he's really just broken through this season. He's been fantastic, by the way. I think the commentator Will Downing later said that he's got school the next day, so he couldn't really afford to celebrate too much. But yeah, 18-year-old Arthur Vermeeren is why Antwerp are at the top of the table, ahead of Union Sargevaz, who had a fairly comfortable uh, 3-0 win against Genk. So Genk, who led the way for most of the season, have fallen back a bit now. They're four points off leaders Antwerp uh, and it looks like it'll be between Antwerp and Union for the title. Uh, those two will face each other on the penultimate match day. but before that we've got these reverse fixtures so it's uh, Union at Genk and it'll be Antwerp at Club Brugge up next so that should be very exciting but I mean anyone but club winning as we've said before? We're happy with it. So
1: I was uh, I was about to say, the fact that we've got Royal Antwerp and, and Union Sancho-Waz is the two that, to choose from, oh, what a season. What <laughs> yeah, a great season.
0: I, I think it'll be the first time ever, if Antwerp do it, that they do the double because they also won the cup, of course, earlier. So it, it, it could be a historic season for them. But yeah, let's see. Uh, Over in the Netherlands, loads of stuff's been going on. Now, we've had a bunch of matches interrupted. I think at least four or five Uh, Because the league's really clamping down on some of the fan trouble they've had with stuff being thrown. So, like, if even one object is thrown on the pitch after a goal, they all just head off. Which, in in most cases, meant that they headed off and then a few minutes back, they were back. But, I've said this before, Groningen fans have not taken their relegation well at all. And, once again, they had real trouble there. Fans threw a bunch of, uh, you know, smoke bombs and flares on the pitch. Uh, The match was interrupted once. They attempted to resume it, but it happened again. So, it's been abandoned again. They already had a match against NAC abandoned earlier and then replayed in midweek. I don't know if they're going to do that again. Certainly, that was in front of an empty stadium. I expect if they replay, it'll be obviously an empty stadium. And I fear, perhaps, that they might uh, have to end the season without any fans in the stands, given how how they've been behaving, really. So, Groningen not taking relegation well at all, as I said. For Ajax, that's a real problem because if they do have to replay that game, then they'll be in a pressure situation where AZ comfortably won uh, in, in the weekend as they've temporarily jumped up to third. So Ajax right now are in a position where they potentially miss uh, European foot, uh, Europa Conference League Football. Uh, no, sorry, not Europa Conference League Football. They'll potentially miss Europa League Football and drop into Europa Conference League Football for next season. And the trouble is, after this, they've got Utrecht and Twente who are both not that far behind them. I mean, not really going to overtake them, but close close enough for them to be really tough fixtures. So, Ajax, after this really poor season, where, you know, at the start, even under Alfred Schroeder, when it was all going so badly, they were still close to the title race, are now at risk of completely missing out on Europa League football, even. And PSV, of course, looking good for second place and that uh, Champions League uh, uh, qualification position. So... That's that from at the top of the Eredivisie. At the bottom, uh, Volendam scored a crucial win against Sparta. So, they are probably safe. Two matches left. Uh, Excelsior on 29 points and MN on 28 points are the two really battling for the final uh, playoff, the relegation playoff spot. Of course, Hoingen and Kambur already gone. Right. Let's move on. Quickly in Portugal, uh, a late-late winner for FC Porto. Against Santa Clara keeps them four points behind uh, Benfica, who also won. Two matches left. One of Benfica's matches, in fact, the next one, is against Sporting. So, if they drop points there, we could go down to the final match there. But let's see what happens there. Uh, over in Denmark, things have gotten really exciting. Uh, down at the bottom, uh, Alborga out of the relegation zone because they drew uh, with Odense. And uh, Horsens lost against Midtjylland. But up at the top, it's, it's all even more exciting. Uh, Kibbenhaven won, won the derby uh, against Burnby, so they're back up to first. And AGF held uh, Nord to a 1 1 draw with a late equalizer. Uh, and what that does is it it, it pulls Nord Zilon one point behind Heaven in second. And AGF are five points of them. Freeburg are playing later tonight against Rondes. If they win, they could go within three points of Kibbenhaven. And, of course, many of these sides will still play each other with three matches left. So, we could be in a position where the top four are separated by five points and the top three by three points in Denmark. So, what a championship playoff group we have there. That's that's a some, some real fun title race going on over there. Um, let's, let's quickly go on though. I have a bunch of second tiers lined up to discuss. So Let's quickly do that. In the Zweite Bundesliga, San Pauli drew nil nil with Fortuna Düsseldorf, who were fourth and fifth going into the weekend, and Hamburg beat Jan Regensburg. So, Hamburg will surely get third place now, six points with two matches left. So, they just need a point now. They might even have a shot at the direct um, promotion spot because Heidenheim lost this weekend. So, if they drop points again, Hamburg could potentially finish second. Uh, but down at the bottom, I mentioned Jan Regensburg, their loss. Uh, leaves them level with bottom club Soundhausen on 28 points and they're five of 16th place Armenia so both of them may well be relegated Uh, and Armenia themselves are two behind uh, Nuremberg, and they've got a couple of tough fixtures so you could see Armenia who've recently been in the Bundesliga playing the promotion relegation playoff between the second and third tiers and Jan Regensburg who were in the promotion battle uh, early on last season uh ended up in the first half they were close to the top in the second half they were absolutely horrendous uh, and finished ended up finishing 15th and now they could well be relegated having had a decent start to the season again uh, but then absolutely lost it at the end so some very interesting stuff uh, there uh, we do have a bunch of other second tiers as well from europe so let's go on to those let's start with league duh where there's some interest at both ends of the table three matches to go to the end of the season at the top, Le should be promoted, but there's only a, a second uh, direct spot with them because uh, they're trimming they're the top flights in France, so no no playoff spot in third. So currently, Bordeaux are second, but they're just one point ahead of Mess. so that's something to watch. And down at the bottom, from 14th place, Pau... To uh, 18th place, Onesi, we just have a three-point gap. So that's five teams, which include Laval, Valencia, and Dijon, of course, and two relegation spots. And I should say, anSE are in action tonight, but they are against Le Havre, so they probably will be losing. But a close relegation battle there as well. So stuff to look at at both ends of the table. I have mentioned Serie B next. But you know what? For the interest of time, let's just skip this and give it more time on Friday. Because we, of course, have a big preview for the final match day, and there's all sorts going on. Uh, so I, I think it, that, that probably deserves half an episode of his own, uh, given how, how it's been going. Uh, but let's go on to uh, the Segunda División in Spain, where we've had more twists at the top. Uh, so Aibar uh, lost to Racing, uh, San, Racing Santander, and they have dropped down to fourths. Uh, the Alaves only managed to draw against 6th place Albacete, they are 3rd, Las Palmas only managed to draw with Villarreal Bay who secured safety with that by the way but they are they have dropped to 2nd and ceiling ahead of all of them are Granada who beat uh, Lugo Tunnel and Levante will feel this was a missed opportunity as well, they lost to Tenerife so it's 4 points between the top 5 with 2 matches to go uh, and yeah super super close promotion battle. Over there as well, so watch the second division. Uh, if you can, let's go into uh the extra class relegation battle. I know Ben's been following this one closely, and we had a huge twist this weekend. Uh, with, with a crucial match now at the bottom, so it was uh, slask Am I saying that right? Uh, beating uh, with block, uh, in, in a real six point uh, well, a season defining match really for them because. Uh, there were 5 points between the two sides uh, going into the match. And just 3 matches left including that one. So it was a must win. And they, 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 I think they did concede first. Uh, but they ended up turning it around. Uh, took the lead early in the second half. And scored the decisive third goal late on. So it's 2 points between them now. Heading into the last 2 match days. Uh, Radyomiyak and Corona above them are uh, only 3 points from safety but they do have a better goal difference. So, perhaps they're worth watching as well. And here, here's the thing. Next week, Wiswa have got uh, Rakov, Częstochowa, already crowned champions uh, first. And uh, Slask have got bottom club and already relegated Meets like Nitsa. So, you know, it it could all change. Ben, do you have any predictions for this one?
1: I'll hesitate to always make predictions because I, mean, I seem to always get them wrong. Uh, but... I don't know. I mean, the situation we have is Vysokopok v- v- are just so bad, and Slawobudsflow are so bad, <laughs> and so it's a matter of who's going to be the less bad. And I don't know. I think that when you when you look at the the two fixtures left, yeah, I think you'd have to say Slonsk might be the one that's more likely to win any of the games. Let's just say that. So because yeah. they because they do play a, a even worse Meech at next week. So. And they, that's they my really prediction. I'd say I, I'm not saying who's going to stay up, I'm just going to say who is more likely to win one of their next two games, right? So, yeah, um, <laughs> let me just have a look. Yeah, because then then visa Krakow plays uh Cracovia. I had to make sure I said that one right Cracovia as well last. So,
0: yeah, yeah, it, realistically, I think as you said, one win should be enough for either certainly for visa, but probably for uh, oh, absolutely, Lask as well. So, yeah, that, that that's that's a quite close one. Then, uh, Being let's go- two
1: point difference, it makes it just a little bit easier for, for Vista because they don't have to win. They could potentially just do a game that might even be enough too. Yeah, fair. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's a good point. Yeah, but I mean, who knows? Uh uh-huh. It's certainly going to be very close. So certainly worth watching. Let's finally go over to Liga F where we have a close relegation battle as well, where each of the bottom five drew their games. So the picture remains the same. 12th place Real Bet is probably safe though. But behind them, Huelva and Villarreal are level on 22 points. Uh, and Alhama and Alaves, the bottom two in the relegation zone, are level on 20 points. And next up, on th- well, on the final day, we've got Alhama against Alaves. So one of them is definitely going down. If they draw, both of them are going down. Uh, and Villarreal and Huelva will need to get something against uh, uh, Athletic Club and Levante Las Planas respectively in order to stay up. So... A very close relegation battle over there, going down to the wire there. Uh, last couple of things to mention. Uh, from Korea in the K-League, we had Ulsan Hyundai beating second place Seoul and already opening up a double-digit league uh, lead at the top of the league. So they're absolutely running away with the title. Uh, but joining Seoul on, I think, 23 points, we have, I think it's fair to say, a bit of a surprise side there. Jeju United all the way up to well third but only behind on goal difference, as I say and they scored a big what was it five nil win against one this weekend to do that. So uh, yeah I mean they've had a fantastic start to the season and, and and certainly look good. Well they
1: have they had a very poor start. And oh, then yeah. they had a really good <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah.
0: And then they had a really good continuation of they, the they
1: they've been they've been quite a revelation the past couple of games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and and yeah I mean with that they look good to certainly qualify in uh, the the top six, the championship playoff group, so to speak, but there won't be a championship to playoff for on this evidence. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the second and third spots certainly should be a really close race. Uh, three teams level on second right now. Uh, Seoul, Jeju and Pohang. And then John Book will at least hope to get in the playoffs, uh, having changed managers. But well, let's see how that goes for them. Last thing to mention, from Scotland, uh, Rangers won... Finally, a sixth old firm of the season. They finally got one win for themselves. Uh, and so they have ended Celtics' hopes of breaking the Scottish Premiership points record. And last thing to I Price from Switzerland was the derby between Servette and Sion, which Servette won 5 0. But there was, uh, well, let's just say, it was a pretty unique game in the sense that Sion took the lead. Sorry, not Sion, they didn't take the lead. Servette took the lead very early on. Went 3 0 up in nine minutes with the third goal coming from Gail Clichy from the center circle. And after the match, he, in in a post match interview, said that on Instagram, one of their fans messaged him saying that uh, Sion's goalkeeper tended to come very far out and almost advising him to sort of take that shot. And he ended up doing that. So that was cool in itself, a cool story. But reportedly, Sion president, the Sion president fired uh, manager Davide Bettoni. At halftime when they were 3-0 down. And I, 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 I cannot think of any any time ever that has happened. Might have, but I certainly cannot think. And if it did, then it should be a popular story. So I can't think of of, of any such occasion. But I mean, I think if anyone was ever going to fire a manager at halftime, it was Sion, who... I mean, they're notorious for it. They probably average at least three managers this season. This season... They've already gotten through four and will be having their fifth. And only in 2023, Bethony was their third different manager. So they're going to have a fourth manager in four different managers in the fifth month of the year. So, I mean, that is quite something. That is quite some clubs, Zeon. Uh, but yeah, I mean, let's see who, who they get. And I think after all this, uh, their last, uh, they fired four managers this season. They could, they still have a very good chance of staying up in the Super League because they're expanding to 12 teams. So only last is the relegation place and that's a playoff spot as well. So if they win the playoff, which they'll probably be playing in, they'll stay up. So after all this drama, they could possibly stay up, which is just crazy. But I guess they got lucky with the timing. But yeah, that's that from the Super League. And that's that for this episode. Of course, we'll be back on Friday to recap uh, everything that happens in the week, which includes the UEFA competitions as well as uh, the CAF Confederation Cup and a few domestic games. Uh, but yeah, un- until then, thank you very much for joining us. Big thanks to you, Ben, and we'll catch you in the next one. Goodbye.